Welcome to Dear First Year, a podcast dedicated to UNK first year students. All right, welcome back to the Dear First Year podcast. I'm here with Renee Zimmer and Kenzie Suba. I am Scott Mosier, your host. But uh, welcome to the podcast. It's nice to have you back, Kenzie, because this was your baby. This is what you started. Yeah, yeah. So back in the day, yeah. when Dear First Year started, it was with Brett Enns, Haley Pierce, and I. So it's really cool to see how it's evolved. Yeah, that's crazy. It's so and cool to have you back. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and Renee, we've done a few of these, but this is yeah. the last one of this of this. 2021 school year. That is crazy. Um, My gosh, where did this year go? I don't know, and it's kind of scary to Mm -hmm. think about it, honestly, because a lot of you first-year students, you're already halfway done with your first year, so I don't know how that happened, but here we are. (laughs) Um, I think there's been a lot of really exciting things, though, this semester. I've Mm -hmm. I've been really just, it's been cool to see everything in this office, too, but just on campus, there's been so much. Um, I don't know if there's things that you both have seen uh, just maybe one of the biggest things that you've seen this semester, maybe the most exciting. Is there anything that stands out? I think for me, just, I I teach first-year students. It's really, like, the focus. And it's not necessarily the big things, but more so the unconscious things that happen for first-year students. So you literally do the first. Like, you are doing the first finals week here in a couple weeks. You're doing the first midterms. You're doing the first time going to a college event. So I think... When I think about the big stuff, it's maybe what we don't point out for those first year students, but you've done it all now. Um, And I shouldn't say all, but you've done most of it so that when you come back into the next semester, there's just like this switch that flips in a first year student. They're like, okay, I did this once, now I got it. So it's really cool to see that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think kind of seeing how some of them can be a little bit settled into their classes, kind of get a groove, kind of in that mode. And then it's been really refreshing to see our lower-to-lower mentoring program grow. So students are really making that connection with staff and faculty on campus, and I think establishing some really good key relationships, which I think that relationship building piece of of it is huge. And so by this time of the semester, hopefully you form some of those relationships, not with just fellow classmates, but with that staff and faculty, and sort of gotten into a groove where maybe you're looking ahead at thinking about getting involved on in a student organization or a club. So maybe kind of looking at it from that lens of more student involvement the next semester. Um, I do want to focus on, I mean, we're still in this first semester, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's not over. So mm-hmm. for a lot of you students, you got finals coming up. Um, and Kenzie, I know with the LNSK course that you teach, that's uh, huge. That's, that's a big part of it. So just go ahead and tell us kind of what that looks like for you. Right, so on campus I'm a learning strategies coordinator, but the big thing that we do in the fall is LNSK 103 classes, known this semester as University Foundations, but it is going through a name change to be Foundations for Learning permanently. And in these classes we really do focus kind of on that transition piece, but also how do we make sure that we're successful in college in terms of our brains. So a lot of times when people see this class they're like, oh, time management, Oh, learning how to schedule, which we do that, but only one week of the semester. The rest is really spent on, okay, what about metacognition? Big word there. A lot of us don't know exactly what that means. How do our brains actually process information? What does it mean to be in a diverse college campus? We cover a lot of really cool topics. Um, So that's really my big job, and then to oversee all of those sections. We have 12 this fall so seeing the other six staff members right now used to be seven 
um, and helping them teach this curriculum so that way we help these students in their first semester. But just like any other class or most classes, I should say, we do have that final coming up too. So there is a lot of studying that's about to be happening for students. There's gonna be some stress. There's gonna be some, I don't wanna do this. We actually talk about motivation a whole week in these classes in the fall here too. We cover a lot of those really critical things for a college student. Yeah. And maybe you've seen this too, Kenzie, at this level. If coming out of a COVID year and maybe a lot of online classes, um, students adjusting to being back in class, in person, has that been a little bit of a challenge? Absolutely. They, they say even things in terms of breaks or needing mental health-wise as well, which is very true, um, that it's harder now that they're expected to go to class every single day. And mm-hmm. for me, at least, not having that COVID year as a student, never felt that. I just knew I needed to go to class every day. So there is a huge gap, I think, um, that we're going to have to learn to close up or learn to kind of figure out how we're going to work with new mentalities from generation to generation, very honestly. Especially with coming up I mean, we have one more week of real classes and then dead week and then finals week, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. There is a lot of things that, yeah, you're going to have a little bit of stress on your plate, whether that's projects or final exams. So I think just finding the things that you can use to de-stress. I know mm-hmm. intramurals playoffs are pretty much happening right now. So that's a huge thing for a lot of students. Um, and there's also just different events going on. I mean, there's so many things I know LPAC's having some movie nights and Mm -hmm. uh, gingerbread house competition and all this stuff that you as a student can be involved with to actually maybe ease the burden a little bit of what's going to happen you know all these classes that are coming up so Mm -hmm. um, just in terms of studying though what are some of your tips um, really just to get into the swing of you know yeah you have all these finals you have all these projects how do you manage that Yeah, so this is a huge thing that we cover in class all semester long. Now, how many students actually start using those skills earlier is the big thing. And I think that's one thing, as cliche or as basic as it might sound, start now and look now. I think a lot of stress comes because students don't realize what their finals week may look like, or they don't realize that one of their exams is gonna be way harder than a different exam. So I think that's step one. Take a look now, look at the final schedule. Um, Every year students are baffled in their first semester. They take a look at the final exam schedule and they're like, whoa, this looks nothing like normal classes because all of a sudden you're 9 a.m., you're 9.05 on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, your final's at 8 a.m. on Wednesday, and that's it. So take a look at that finals week schedule. Start planning what's comprehensive, what's not, what do I have to cover in this exam? So that way you can actually divvy out your time so that way you're not stressed and you're not cramming. It's the biggest thing is students wait until I would say at best dead week and even sometimes that's not enough especially if you do have a comprehensive exam because you are guaranteed these exams it's not like oh you had a test in week five and then in another class your test is week seven they're all in the same week so we know it's a heavy week so start now Um, not asking you to full blown out study everything but start getting your brain more familiar again with the things that you had learned this semester that's probably the number one um, number two just in general we teach in LNSK something that we call rehearsal versus elaboration strategies rehearsal strategies are the ones that you're really just repeating so for example when you take notes from your professor's slides those aren't your words those are someone else's you're just rewriting them um, when you highlight in your text 
again, someone else's words, it's not you. Now those elaboration strategies are things that you create. That's what I like to tell my students, just kind of summarize it up. So maybe you create a quiz. Um, you create uh, a PowerPoint as if you're gonna teach the lesson to somebody. You draw out a diagram so that way you can learn about it a little bit better. Um, there's a lot of different elaboration strategies, but the main thing that it comes down to, it needs to be your words your knowledge, not just repeating someone else's. That's what really helps you to remember content and use visuals. Um, I, I hate when students come to me and they're like, oh, I'm an audio learner or I'm kinesthetic. I'm like, great, but we're all visual learners. Mm -hmm. Trust me, if you visualize, I always use this example. So for goals, we had in class three different characteristics characteristics of a useful goal and I say imagine that your goal is a cookie and it has three arms and one arm is this characteristic one arm is this one one arm is another one you're gonna remember that goals cookie better than you're gonna remember writing it down trust me mm -hmm. um, so use visuals it's a really big help and for me too I'm finishing out my classes and I have a project that involves a interview well get that interview done this week and then you can write the content Absolutely. and the outline or guts of your paper next week if it's it's a if it's a paper that's due December 6th get that interview out of the way so you're not stressed and thinking about doing an interview the night before and then cramming and doing a paper so just kind of look ahead like what Kenzie said that timeline and start planning accordingly right for those types of things I think that's the key though is it sounds so simple when you say it right it sounds very simple oh look ahead plan ahead and we say we do that but we never carry it out and we never follow through and that's where you have to have the systems that work for you I have many students who are like oh yeah I have it planned out in my head you're not going to follow through on that write that puppy down if you're someone who has a physical planner put alarms in your phone that remind you have an accountability buddy like that's mm. the kicker yeah. is because a lot of times sure same as you I'm in classes too Renee and yeah I can say that I'm going to get my studying and my exam done this week but I'm probably going to wait until Friday because I'm not putting that in and saying ah let's study Tuesday let's study Wednesday okay now I'll take my exam on Friday. We say we do it, but we don't follow through. Right. So we have to find those methods that make us follow through with it. Yeah. The biggest challenge for a lot of students is just getting started. Yes. Just figuring out, okay, I'm, I'm going to start reading. I'm going to start looking over old assignments. Right. Um, and when we actually do that, everything starts to come along a little bit better. But it's actually mm -hmm. starting off saying, oh, okay, I have these old tests or I have um, this old assignment that I can kind of start reviewing because a lot of students they might not ever have had to take comprehensive exams right. which right. you know and some of you that maybe don't even know what that is it's you know covering the entirety of the semester um, that test is going to have that exam is going to have you know all of the information and obviously you can't fit everything into that final exam but you're going to have a majority of information that you learned throughout the entirety of the semester so at least finding a start where you can say okay I'm going to look at um, these chapters on Monday I'm going to look at these chapters on Tuesday and so on and so forth I think that's what always really helped me during dead week and finals week to really say okay I'm gonna break this up a little bit and that way you can still provide a little bit of time for yourself which is also very important right. yeah. and Scott when you're talking about breaking it up into pieces I think this is a big thing that students don't necessarily see is we only see the entirety 
So we only see that, oh my gosh, I have to learn everything, all that I've got all semester long for this one exam. That's all they see, and then boom, your wall goes up, you now are stressed, you now have no motivation because you don't believe in yourself, and it's something that we talk about in terms of self-efficacy in class. So when we put up these barriers for ourselves, we now believe that we can't do it, or it's too hard, or any of these other things. But, just as you had mentioned, break it apart. Take it step by step, because once you do that first step, once you look at chapters one through three, and you're like, okay, I got this. Mm -hmm. You now increase that self-efficacy wheel. Now you're like, okay, I did it for one through three. I can do it four through six now, no problem. And it helps, but I think that's the issue is we get caught up in, oh my gosh, I have to do all of this, there's no way, and then we start to spiral when we don't look at it in pieces that it's really attainable. Right, and a big part of that too, and this is really the case with a lot of lines of work, not even with school, um, being able to focus and leaving out all of distractions, whether that be Netflix or mm -hmm. your phone or um, people who don't have as much work to do as you and they just want to play games and they want to mm -hmm. hang out and do all these things. That's a real issue for a lot of students in, in just being able to focus. and so maybe locking yourself in the basement of men's hall or going to the library and finding a study room where it's quiet. You don't have access to um, your favorite Netflix show or you don't have access to other people coming in and bothering you. That's going to help a lot. And a lot of students just need to buckle down and set a few hours out of their day to actually do this. So yeah, Renee, I, I love how you say, yeah, use your Outlook calendar, use your planner. Mm -hmm. And mark down two to four I'm going to work on this class and I'm going to do this specific task for that class. Right. Um, it'll help you to focus, it'll help you to really learn the topics better than I think you could in any other situation. So. Yeah, I think it, and the weather is nice so take those breaks outside and take a little walk um, but also the weather is nice right now. I mean we haven't mm -hmm. seen any snow flying so I think people might be tempted to take maybe a longer break or play outside a little bit more than usual. But I mean, take that time to get some fresh air, you know, again, coordinate those times in your Outlook calendar, but do take some time to get out and get some fresh air. Um, you know, there's definitely some activities going on on campus that will kind of help you kind of take little breaks here and there. And, you know, know your boundaries, know your study schedule, know your kind of what, you know, if you like to study in a quiet space or if you work well with you know noise around you just kind of plan accordingly to all those spaces on campus yeah and I think Renee what you're getting at is really to know yourself yeah. um, and I think that's a cool part about being a first-year student is because you really are discovering a little bit more about yourself especially Absolutely. as a college student so it was your first semester um, and knowing yourself in terms of what brings on stress for you what are your triggers? I joke in my classes all the time, but I'm very serious when I say this, is that a trigger for me is my mom. So every time I get one of her massive, I'm not kidding, like she says everything at once text messages, I know that I'm triggered and I'm stressed. So for me, it's don't even open that if I'm trying to study, no way. So know those little triggers, um, but then also know some coping mechanisms if you do get triggered by something or if you can feel that stress coming on. One that I really like to share, and I hope I get these in the right order, that I learned within my counseling field, side note, also going back to school for counseling, but <laughs> yeah. is learning how to ground yourself. So when we talk about grounding ourselves, it's putting you in a position so you're no longer spiraling in your head. So for example, maybe it's during your test you're gonna take for your finals. 
Um, if you can, you're getting nervous about the um, different sounds of people turning their pages or it hasn't even started, but you could feel that your palms are sweaty, all that kind of stuff ground yourself, put yourself in that spot. The easy way to do it is use your senses. Mm -hmm. So what are five things you can see? What are four things you can hear? What are three things you can smell? What are two things you can touch? What's one thing you can taste? And you, those can be in any order. Granted, some are harder to do than others. Um, but that way, when you do those five things, you now are very present and you're not in your head. You're focused on what is actually going on. So if that can help you, use it. Super easy. Just go through all your senses, um, but really know yourself in terms of stress and know how to get ahead of that if you can. And sometimes it's just even feet on the ground, your posture. Yes. Sometimes that just helps you kind of realign and refocus. So I love those tips. Mm -hmm. Those are great. Sure. And, you know, we want to not just focus on, on school. We have obviously the holidays coming up. Uh, we just had Thanksgiving and then Christmas also. So uh, I just want to open it up to you guys. What, what fun yeah. things do you have planned over break? What traditions do you have? Is there anything over Christmas that you like to do with your families or just to de-stress from uh, school during the break? Gosh, one of the funnest things, we, we're looking forward to this because we talked about this at Thanksgiving. We do the big white elephant exchange. Oh, fun. So my daughter-in-law was with me over the Thanksgiving holidays, so we spent a lot of time shopping local in Kearney, which was Love a lot that. of fun. A lot of <laughs> cute little local shops, and she lives in Omaha, and she's just amazed at the cute little things that are downtown on the bricks, and she loves looking at things. And we went to coffee, like Kit's Coffee, so plug for Kit's Coffee, but um, shopping for those white elephant gift exchange, because we get pretty elaborate and have a lot of fun with it. And it gets, we're a pretty competitive sports family, so that gets real, <laughs> it gets loud, it gets crazy, but that's just one of our little Zimmer holiday traditions that we like. Yeah. So. I don't know if we have any huge holiday stuff. I think just for me, my mother's side is very extended. We have a lot of family that way, so when we can all get together, it's so nice to see all the little cousins running around. I mean, we have new babies in the family I haven't met yet, so I think that's the best thing. Um, this year I might be going down to a cabin in New Mexico, so that might be really cool if I do that, but Fun. truthfully it's just, I think just all you students probably feel the same. Just getting that break is also really nice, so. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, we have uh, pretty much a yearly, at this point it's a yearly skiing trip with my group of friends, nice. um, which is a little bit of an expensive hobby that it's turning into, but that's okay because it's a blast. Um, every time we go, but also just yeah, spending time with family. That's really important to me And so I I love it every time I get to see them. I have a big family and uh, my two nephews that are Starting to get more into wrestling and just being a little bit uh, You know rowdy around the house. So that's always fun, oh, too fun. But, um, That's awesome. Beat yeah. up on uncle. I know yeah, that's that's what it turns into <laughs> yeah. is yeah beat up on, on Uncle Scott <laughs> There so, you go. But I love it um, But yeah, I think another thing too is just staying motivated over the break, um, obviously you go for a long Christmas break because we have the J term, and if you're not doing the three-week session for classes, that's a long time to be away. So um, maybe just knowing a little bit of, of how to do that. I don't know if you, either of you have any tips on that. Man, I just think of it in terms of mental health, um, giving yourself like mental health warnings as the time gets closer because I think a lot of times we get so caught up in our break. But if you can remind yourself, okay, in one week I have to go back to campus because I'm going to be doing my fall or my spring classes, and then remembering why am I going back to campus? 
why am I in college? Why am I taking classes? And a lot of times it's going to plug back to, well, I have a goal of getting a college degree so then I can have my dream job and then I can have the life that I want to build or it'll get me out of where I am right now and I want to be somewhere else. So really always plugging back to why am I going back? Oh, that's right. It relates to one of the goals that I have and I really want to accomplish this can kind of help you get through that motivation bump. But also kind of maybe an opportunity to do some professional development or just build some skill sets or learn something new, um, listen to a podcast, maybe it's something on leadership that you wanted to listen to or get some ideas and some suggestions from your professors about some podcasts or things that they like to listen to too. I know that's one thing that I'm going to be doing. Yeah. I think it'll be good. Target a podcast like Dear First Year. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Perfect. Go back to listen to the original episodes yeah. way back when we started it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you both being on. Kenzie, it's nice to have you yes, back. Yes, thank you and for having me. Hopefully you enjoyed being on your old podcast, the one we started. So, um, But yeah, that's really all we have for this episode of Dear First Year. Is there any other final thoughts before we end? You got this, everybody. I know we're talking about finals. Believe in yourself. You got it. Yes, absolutely. I think it's just a great um, opportunity just to celebrate your victories. You've made it this far. Yeah, thank you all for listening. And we will see you at UNK in the spring semester.